Welcome to the New Day Church Message of the Week. It is our hope and prayer that you encounter the one who created you through hearing this message today. To contact us or find out more information about our events and who we are, go to newday-church.org. Thank you for listening. You have to be with other people to spur one another on, to encourage one another, uh, to uh, cause us to do even greater things. Well, we don't do great things for salvation. He's already saved us. It's by his work. We do great things from salvation. Because he saved us, because we know the love of God, then it, it kind of, it does this work in us where we want to share that with others, right? Like once you experience something so good, do you keep it to yourself? No, you want to give it to others. There's something about giving it to others. Next week, we're going to dive into holy empowerment, How many of you love how God can empower us? He didn't give us a spirit of fear or timidity. He gave us a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. What a good God we have. He gives the best gifts. He doesn't want us to be fearful. He doesn't want us to uh, to just barely get by. He's the God that wants to empower us. When Jesus said, you'll do the same things I've done and even greater even greater. It's through that holy empowerment. But today we want to talk about the honor of heaven. Honor of heaven. I, I, I know this is kind of an interesting one, a core value of honor. A core value of honor. There's so many different thoughts on what is honor. Uh, maybe you're like me, maybe you, you've experienced dishonor. Sometimes we have to experience the opposite to know what the truth is. Dishonor stuff. If you've experienced dishonor, I, I'm sorry to hear that. And dishonor is very challenging. It's, there's something that God does in that time of dishonor. He gives us actually the opportunity to learn how to honor. When others are dishonoring us, that's the opportunity to actually learn how to grow in an understanding of honor. I wanted to do this last week, but the Lord had said, no, that I were to do it this week. I wanted to take a moment to honor our veterans We had Veterans Day just last weekend, and we thank the Lord for our military veterans. Uh, But if you are a military veteran, would you please stand right now? If you're in any of the branches, if you served in any of the branches of the military, could you please stand right now? Can we we truthfully clap them? Not just a golf clap, come on. Stay standing, please. Stay standing. Can we extend a hand of blessing towards them? Well, we thank you for our military veterans, and we honor you. We honor you. In Scripture, it says that we're to give honor where honor is due, and you are due honor. The sacrifice, the way that you had served this nation, thank you. We honor you, and we, are, we so appreciate how you, you, uh, you poured into this nation in your service. And now, Lord, if there was any trauma that they'd experienced because of their service time, Lord, you're a great healer. And we welcome you, Lord, to come and bring healing to any place of trauma 
because of how they had served and cared for us. We know that their sacrifice was great. Jesus, uh, we even speak love, the love of Jesus over every one of them. Jesus, you paid the ultimate sacrifice. You served us when you took on sin and death on Golgotha. And we speak love. We love you, veterans. But even more than that, may the love of God, may the love of the Heavenly Father come. May you experience even more of that love. And we speak honor over you, veterans. We thank you for being men and women of honor. And we thank you. We, we speak the honor of heaven over you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give him another hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So in scripture, honor, uh, oh, sorry, well, a simple definition of honor. Honor is a social term describing how people within a society may evaluate one another and their understanding of God. It's this social term. It's describing how people within a society might evaluate one another and with God. In the Old Testament, they use the word, uh, most of the time with, within honor, they use the word kabod. Kabod. Kabod, meaning to give weight. Uh, and then in the New Testament, usually they use the word tameo. Tameo, that means to give value or uh, reverence, to esteem. Uh, the idea of this to give weight, it's not saying that the, we need to honor people by making them bigger than they need to be. It's saying that there is a weight of authority in that person, and we see it, so we honor them because we see the weight of authority in their life. I love it. When we fall down, we just get back up. So it's, uh, it's not... You know what's fun about that, Andrea? You know what's cool? Like, so it's not a question of will we fall down, right? How many of us have fallen down? It's not a question of will we fall down. It's a question of will we learn how to get back up. Andrea, you did so great. You're such a good mama to get back up. Man, if we're feeling stuck right now, may the Lord help us get back up. Uh, To honor, to give value, to have such a priority of this. Now, the challenge, again, with honor, just like when we go weightlifting, if we all went to the gym right now, wouldn't that be fun? Just picturing how cool we'd look in our weightlifting outfits, right? Joe, you and I, nice and tight-fitting, form-fitting outfits. We'll scare people away. Whoa, don't go there. Uh, But that idea, if we all went to the gym, what is it that we have to do? We actually have to, as we weightlift, we're actually breaking down our muscles, and then we allow them to heal only to be able to break them down again. Uh, The challenge, so in honor, I think honor is developed, it it can be developed in, in, in all situations, but honor is developed when we face a lot of dishonor or when we see dishonor. I don't know if you're anything like me. That's one of the things that, it's a trigger for me when I see dishonor. Dishonor is really challenging because I know how much our Heavenly Father values honor. And when I see someone dishonor someone else, or when I see someone dishonor themselves, or when I see someone dishonor God, uh, when I dishonor God, and when I dishonor myself, when I dishonor someone else, 
Those are the opportunities for us to really grow and to learn how to honor. There was a, a church where I had served in a, for some reason. I never really experienced much of this before, but there was somebody that just didn't like me. I don't know if you've ever had somebody in your life that just didn't like you. I'm not saying if anybody here doesn't like me, don't raise your hand right now. I don't, I don't want to know. Just keep your, Marion, keep your hand down. Behave. Oh, but Robbie, you're just naughty now. Uh, it was hard because they were, it seemed like from my perspective, they were being very dishonoring towards me. And they were saying things about me that just weren't true. Have you ever experienced that? It just wasn't fair. What they were saying wasn't fair. How they were treating me wasn't fair. And I had, I've never experienced that. We're just outright lies. It felt like as if as soon as I left the room, that person would look for opportunities to throw me under the bus. I don't know if that was true or not. It just seemed like that was the case. So in my prayer life, I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Because this person's in my church family. This is a previous church. This isn't now. Like you're all like looking around. Like, Who is it? Maybe I'll talk to him. No, I'm sorry. Uh, be, behave. Behave faster. Uh, the, uh, so what the Lord kept telling me to do was he had said that I need to honor them. Because you don't respond to a bully with more bullying. You don't respond to hate with more hate. You don't respond to dishonor with dishonor. See, they, they already understand dishonor. The bully already understands bullying. The person that's filled with so much hate, they already understand hate. Oh, we respond to hate with love. We respond to bullying uh, with an open hand, with, with, uh, with hope. And we respond to dishonor with honor. So he was showing me uh, ways to be able to honor that person like not flattery, the, the counterfeit of honor is flattery. And how many of you have ever experienced flattery where somebody may, they kind of flattered you, but you just kind of felt like that's not really what they think of you in that moment? Or maybe, just maybe, you've done that to somebody else. The idea of honor, so he, the Lord had said, honor them. And our natural tendency when somebody comes at us with dishonor is to keep them at distance, right? To actually, when you see them, uh, have you ever done this? When you see them, you find a way to go the opposite direction. Is that, have you ever, not you, Maddie, not you, no. Uh, but wasn't it fun? You get to walk in and the whole room was clapping for you. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, the idea of responding with honor. So when somebody pushes us so far, to be able to help them draw close, to let them be able to see your heart and see what's really going on in that situation. It doesn't come naturally, but it does come supernaturally. Now, the one thing that I would say about that is you need to make sure that you're safe. If this is a person that's not safe, uh, if, if you need to have healthy boundaries with them, then do it. And to ask Jesus, what are the healthy boundaries? Because none of you in this room were meant to be a floor mat to be trod upon. Uh, there is great value. Jesus paid a high price for each and every one of you. He declares that you're a masterpiece. He paid a lot for you. So he esteems you. You are you're worth honor. He actually dwells in you. 
And so in Scripture, it actually, in Hebrew, or sorry, Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says that we're to honor one another uh, above ourselves. The idea, and why is that? It's because Jesus lives in you, Derek. There's Jesus in each and every way. When we've said yes, when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and that he rose again after the third day, he resides in us. There is such great wealth in us. I, I don't know if you understand this. So in the Old Testament, they would have... The, this holy of holies room that you'd only get, like only one person would go into every now and then. They would even tie a rope on their leg because they were so scared about being in the presence of the Lord because we're not worthy of that. So they thought, and, and when they, there would even be times where they would faint or they would die and they would have to drag them out using that rope. You picture this. Uh, but then when Jesus, when he gave his all on the cross, it said that it was such a dark day in the middle of the day and the veil in the temple was torn, the place where the Holy of Holies, it was torn. It's like the idea of taking a big phone book. Do you remember what phone books are? It was like taking these really, like and tearing a big phone book in half. It, like the biggest one, like all of Minneapolis-St. Paul tearing that big phone book in half. And, and the idea that, that it was declaring that now it, it's not that God dwells in that place that was called the Holy of Holies. We become the Holy of Holies. So when we see each other, that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we can honor one another. Why is it that we honor one another, especially as followers of Christ? It's because Christ dwells in you. He's in you. Even on your best day, he's in you. Even on your worst day, he's in you. So we honor one another. It's a core value. I have you ever gone to a foreign nation? Have any of you ever gone outside of this? And I'm not talking like Iowa. Iowa is, I was born in Iowa. I, I can speak about Iowa in such a way. But have you ever gone to a, just a different culture and have the culture shock? You come out and you're like, whoa, that is different. Like when I got into, uh, uh, when I went to Thailand, uh, we flew in at midnight. We got to go out around one o'clock in the morning. And uh, just the humidity and the heat I was like, whoa, this is one o'clock in the morning. Oh, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what the heat of the day is going to be like. Or to be able to experience different food. I, I, in Cambodia, I had the opportunity to go with Boontoon to his favorite restaurant. Didn't even have a name. And in that restaurant, oh, it was, beloved, I'm so thankful that I went with him. I was the only white man in that restaurant. And as I was there, there were people that were looking at me. They were mean mugging me. Like, it honestly looked like they wanted to fight me. There were people there that were looking at me as if I was like an attraction at a zoo. And I know that some of you are going to naughty places with that. Uh, Marion, you just got to stop. I'm reading your mail, Marion. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I know I love you. I know you love me too. I do, yeah. But uh, the... Uh, I reached over to Boontoon and I was like, Boontoon, am I the first white man to come to this restaurant? And he'd said, yeah, I've never seen a white person here before. <laughs> and then I totally understood it. Like I totally, I totally got, there were people there that were probably upset, thinking that if I come, then maybe more white people will come and it will no longer be a local restaurant. Like have you ever had that thought, right? Like you see somebody that's just a little different. So I got to experience that. I got to take that in, and that was an overwhelming culture shock. I've never experienced 
such weird responses just simply because of the tone of my skin. Maxine and Jean, I'm sorry for how our nation, Colleen, I'm so sorry for how we as people just don't have an understanding of how that impacts. I'm thankful for that experience that I got to have. There's something about learning how to honor. 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 uh, I'm grateful that person that had that angst towards me after we got through that season, they actually became a very close friend. And they turned to me and they said, the last thing that I expected you to do, is they were actually wanting me to not, to not be on staff anymore. Like they were hoping that they would get me fired. Have you ever had somebody like that in your life? Like, they were actually gunning for me. But God, in his grace, he showed me that I was to love them, I was to show them honor. Uh, that, that friend... Well, they had said, I never expected that you would love me. And I never expected that you would show me honor. And I'm so thankful. Because all I wanted to do was just, you know, do naughty things. Um, But I'm so thankful for how God, in his grace, the Holy Spirit. Isn't the Holy Spirit good? Don't you just love how the Holy Spirit does what he does? How he helps us to go from where we are in naughty thoughts to where we could be. To who we we could be, who we should be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speaking of honor, we have uh, a matriarch in our church family that just had her birthday yesterday. Carolyn, could you stand up? She's like, she, oh, you're going to get it later. <clears throat> we love you. Don't you just love, don't you love Carolyn? Isn't she sweet? In scripture, it says, give honor where honors do. We honor you, and we love you, and we thank you for how you continue to love us, how you put up with us, especially Randy and I. You put up with us, how you never give up. Yeah, amen. You are naughty. Look at that. How you put up with Marion, too. <laughs> uh, can we extend a hand of blessing towards Carolyn? Well, we thank you for Carolyn. We speak life and love and hope and peace over her. We thank you for the laps around the sun that she's got to already experience, and we bless this next one. May this be a special year. Fill her up, Lord, with even more hope, uh, even more uh, that you would satisfy the longings of her heart. I know especially towards her family. We bless that relationship of as a mother and as a grandmother. We bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you, Carolyn. So good. Mary, I know it's your birthday, too. What's that? I'm not telling you who told me. But it's your birthday. Can we, this is Mary Brown. Can we bless Mary? Lord, we bless Mary. It was her birthday just as well. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for how you crowned Mary with victory. We speak that this is a new year. It's a new season for her. Uh, That victory is already here and victory is coming. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. So um, as a child, the, my greatest understanding of honor was the Ten Commandments. You remember the Ten Commandments? Would you, were you like me? Did you have to memorize them? Did you have to think upon them? Do you remember that? I'd go into school like, with the flannel boards and then you had to memorize the Ten Commandments. You remember, so the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20. What's beautiful about the Ten Commandments, the first four 
Teach us how to honor God. Teach us how to honor God. The last six teach us how to honor those around us. So God is, he's placing this emphasis. He's saying, hey, learn how to honor me. And the beauty of learning how to honor him, as we learn how to honor him, it just overflows uh, that we would then be able to better honor ourselves and to honor others. But so let's read these together. Here they are. Uh, Go back to the first, uh, there we go. So number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make idols. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Amen. Those are, those are all speaking about how do we learn how to honor God. The beauty of the Ten Commandments, you remember the story? They're on this exodus. It's a people group that have been slaved for 16 to possibly 18 generations. Could you imagine how, how broken their way of thinking might have been? They had been in slavery for 16 to 18 generations. So what does God do? He takes a people group that might have lost their identity. He might have lost their way. And what does he do? He speaks into, he gives them kind of this moral compass. He teaches them how, this, so this, these are some of the ideas. This is some of the ways that you can make this. And I love how he spoke into the very first four. And the very first four were talking about learning how to honor him. That we wouldn't use his name as a swear word. Hey, there was one time where I was with a mechanic. The mechanic was amazing, but he would be, you know, uh, kind of salty. He would be like, GD this, like, God, you know, GD that. Uh, he would speak of that, GD this part, GD that part. And I'm like, hey, um, I know this is going to sound really odd to you. I don't want God to damn my car. I really, I really don't. I want God to bless my car. So if you could just kind of choose different language. I really value the name of God, and I, I know there's power in our tongue, so I just choose like something else, just some other phrase. I don't even mind it. If it's one of those four-letter words, just say one of those four-letter words. I really don't want God to, to, to damn my car. I want, it, I, want it to work, I want it to work really well. Like, uh, so, but there's something, I don't know if you've ever had this. There's times where I hear people use Jesus' name in vain, and it just breaks my heart. Like it really does. I get to the spot where I want, I, like I, there's something about that name. That's the name that saved us, that set us free. That's the name, uh, the name above all names. To learn how to honor that name. And then to have it be just this one God, this one, that's, that's what we seek. It's the one God, to, to learn how to honor that one God, right? That we shouldn't have any idols, and then the Sabbath day. Oh, I love how he emphasized. I believe the Sabbath day was there for us to be able to honor him. But I also believe that it was meant for us to learn how to honor ourselves. That we're people that need to rest. Especially in our North American culture. We're really lousy at learning how to rest. That we would learn how to rest. Now, the next... Six, that speaks into our relationship with others. Honor, say with me, honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You share not false witness against your neighbor. And you shall not covet. All of that speaking into relationship with others, to learn how to honor others. That's so beautiful, learning how to honor others. 
I, I know that this is a unique season for us now, just as much as it was a unique season then, for a people group to learn how to honor. I, there's so much dishonor. Hello, turn, uh, just flip on your social media, and you'll see dishonor everywhere. Uh, even if you're to, to turn on whatever news broadcast you, you tune into, you'll see people groups that are dishonoring other people groups. And it, it, uh, mm. Here, God is emphasizing this place of honor. So if we look at honor, uh, this is the, really there's three things that come to mind, three, three expressions of who we honor. The first is that we would honor God, that we would learn how to honor God. Uh, the, sec- the second is that we learn how to honor ourselves, that we would truly be able to honor ourselves. And then the third is that we would learn how to honor others, that we would have that be an emphasis, that that would be the thing, that the beauty of, of honoring others is it doesn't really matter if they deserve it or not. You carry the culture of heaven with you. you heaven is a culture of honor. The way that God the Father honored God the Son. The way that God the Son honored God the Holy Spirit. The way that the Holy Spirit honors God the Father. That we just see in that relationship, honor. Do you remember when Jesus, when he was water baptized? Remember how in that moment he came up to John the baptizer. John's like, oh, I should, I should... I should baptize you. No, we need to do this to honor the Father. The Father wants me to do this. Jesus didn't have sin. He didn't have anything to repent of, but he did it to honor the Father. I think he did it to show us, uh, give us an example. So John, the baptizer, he baptized him. He uh, then comes up out of the water, comes onto the dry land. And then what do we see? We see how the Son now has, has honored the Father. The Father then, he honors the Son. He says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Well pleased. How many of you like hearing that? What a powerful thing. Whew, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then what happens? Then the Holy Spirit comes and he empowers Jesus. He baptized Jesus. And how does he do it? What shape is he in? The shape of a dove. The Holy Spirit comes down and he rests upon Jesus. Jesus is baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus was baptized twice that day. Baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. But it was all about honor. It was showing us honor. The way that the Son, he didn't have to be water baptized, but he did it to honor the Father. The way the Father, he didn't have to, like, you know, that voice. Like, can you just picture it, like, in my mind, like, cartoon, and I'm just like, oh, so cool. But the way that the Father honored the Son, and then the way that the Holy Spirit honored the Father... The Holy Spirit's a gift from the Father. It's the Father that gives the Holy Spirit. And our Father gives really good gifts, doesn't he? There's something about honor. So this, I was seeing this just this last week. Do you ever take time to just kind of, okay, well, that's a nice thought, God. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Is there any examples? And he said, yes, yes, son, I've got examples. The first was my, my brother, Jonathan Mark. It was his birthday. He turned 54 uh, just on Friday. And John, this is a, a hunger for scripture. The way, I love the way that he honors our Heavenly Father, the way that he honors Jesus, the way that he honors the Holy Spirit. He does it in such a way where he reads through scripture. He starts on his birthday and he reads through the Bible in one year and he finishes on his birthday. He sees that as a gift to himself. 
a gift of honoring God and a gift of getting to know God and more. So John, uh, this is a, a, a one-year Bible reading plan that I do. Cindy's one of the, my good friends, along with others, who we've been going through this together. I'll be sharing uh, next month, if you want to join, join me in another round of reading through the Bible. Uh, but this is what John had said in the comments after we read our scripture. He says, I have something great to share with you all. I have a goal of reading through the Bible once a year, each year, by my birthday as uh, a thank you back to God. I will be finishing my 18th time through scripture today. Tomorrow, I'll start my 19th. Every year is a new chance to get to know my Abba, my father, a little better. I love that. There's something about learning how to honor the father. Now, that's what God had done in John's life. I'm not saying that all of you, like, don't make, don't make this a religion thing. I'm not saying that all of you have to do a Bible reading plan, and that's the only way that you can honor the father or honor God. That's, that's, that was the expression that came obvious to John. It's a relationship. He's, he can show you that in your life. This is one that I love. Natasha, I'm so proud of you. How to learn how to honor yourself. Natasha just had her birthday. And in Facebook, I was touched by this. I'd asked her if it was okay if I shared this. She gave me permission to share this. But look at this. On, on the day of her birthday, she said, thank you to all the wonderful birthday messages, texts, and phone calls. A special thank you to... Uh, Facebook memories for this year uh, for the reminder of where I was last year. After I turned 40, I made a goal to prioritize myself and my health. She made an emphasis of learning how to honor herself. Being in the caregiving profession and raising a daughter by myself often had me putting myself last. The years have taken a toll and I was so desperate for a change. As I celebrate 41, uh, I mean, that was like 21, right? As I celebrate 21, <laughs> I am healthier and learning how to love myself again. While still a work in progress, I look forward to this next trip around the sun. I am beyond grateful for the family and friends who support me in this journey of life. Can we give Natasha just a big hand? We love you. So proud of you. To learn how to honor ourselves. To learn how to honor ourselves. There's something about that, isn't there? Like we're, um, we're worth a lot. Jesus paid a lot for our, uh, not just our salvation, but for our life. Are we doing a good job of honoring ourselves? Uh, this is one that I love, to honor others. And uh, this beautiful picture of Aaron and her mom and dad. Aaron, could you please come on up here? Can we give Aaron a big hand? So this is Erin and her mom and her dad, and Erin wrecked me last week. She was such a big meanie. She made me cry, and uh, she might do it to you today. I'm just warning you, just warning uh, you. Erin uh, is such a hero in my book, a very cherished friend, very cherished friend. Anyway, she came up to me. So Erin grew up Roman Catholic. I uh, grew up uh, and, uh, in the Roman Catholic faith. We know that, that uh, the child is... Uh, baptized uh, as, as an infant. Uh, it wasn't Aaron's choice to be water baptized. Uh, and uh, kind of along her, her road, eventually, Erin, uh, I'm so proud of her, she found recovery. And she found uh, just a new lease on life. And praise God, this is one that I really love too, she found new day. And aren't you thankful for, uh, that she found new day? I just I thank the Lord for that. 
But as she found New Day, then uh, she saw various water baptisms, like Mary, you had your water baptism just in this September. And that really had spoken to Aaron. And so then Aaron comes up to me this last Sunday, and then what did you say to me? <laughs> um, I was afraid to talk to my parents about getting baptized um, outside of the Catholic faith because I dishonored them through my using for years, and I didn't want to hurt them. Um, so I was able to talk to my dad and my mom, and I did get their blessing. And so I was able to tell pastor that I was ready. <laughs> so the beauty of this, this is what was hitting me, how Aaron uh, wanted to honor mom and dad. And we see in the Ten Commandments, that was actually the, one of the first commandments that had a blessing behind it. It said that if you do that, then you're going to be blessed with this long life. But how many of you, were maybe you're like me, when I was the prodigal that came home, when a faith came alive in me, I wasn't always thinking about what would honor my mom and my dad. I was just like, Lord, uh, I want to do this. I wasn't going to my parents and say hey, what do you think if I were to do this? I want to honor you. And that hit me. Doesn't that just hit you? And how Erin had said that she had lived in dishonor before, and then something switched in her, and she wanted to honor. So uh, you'd said that you first went to mom, right? Yeah. And uh, mom said, well, I think it's going to be okay, but it's going to be a doozy for dad. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and then what happened with dad? Um. So when I was talking with dad, we were talking on the phone, and um, my dad is a comedian in private. <laughs> so his first, I said, you know, dad, I've been, he knows that I come here and draw and um, everything that I've um, learned here and uh, in recovery, and, and he said, so you want to be a holy roller? <laughs> Maybe. So we bantered back and forth. But at, at the end of the conversation, he said, you know, you go. You go, and God is still your God. And um, as when you're going, you're learning, and you're such a better person than you were before. So um, it's okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Don't they look good together? Well, and the, the other beautiful part about this is so Aaron came to her parents with honor. And look at how did dad respond? Dad responded in honor. And even though it may not, because you know, I understand when we grow up in traditions and cultures and different faith expressions, sometimes we can get fearful or we can partner with different mindsets. But the, I just, it was, in a way, it was kind of a miracle that dad had said, yeah, let's go, go ahead with that. Uh, so I'm just so proud of you. Isn't that, what a powerful testimony of honor. Here we, uh, we bless this, so hopefully we'll figure out uh, when we can do this yeah. baptism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Anybody else just like, wow, I can't wait for this baptism to come? It's going to be a, a celebration. Come on. The Lord, we thank you for how Aaron, what a testimony of learning how to honor. Uh, we bless her. We bless her relationship with mom and dad. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this expression, 
Lord, may it minister to our heart, our soul, our spirit, as we're meant to be people of honor. That's the culture of heaven, and we're to share the culture of heaven here on earth. We're so proud of how Aaron was able to honor her father and her mother. May we be able to learn from that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. So good. So good. Uh, Another area of learning how to honor, we can honor in our time, in our abilities, and in our finances. There's something about learning how to honor. Yes, So yes, we honor God, we honor ourselves, and we honor others. But honor, there's something about that honor to honor in our time, in our abilities, and our finances. And I, uh, I, I love, I so love this church family. But there, uh, the next picture is a fun picture of Cindy and Randy on uh, a, a cleaning day. And uh, there's just something about rolling up our sleeves and just having fun together uh, and, and doing it. Yeah, Cindy's washing, she's washing windows, and I think she actually got a nice little shine on, on that top of the head. She's really, she's a hard worker. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But can I, can, I, can I give honor to Cindy? Cindy's, she's a deacon here along with Randy and Gary and Joel and, and myself. Cindy, um, I, I love how she loves people and she makes time for people. She does that so well. She's like, she's a mama in this house. And uh, we were hosting a celebration of life on Friday. Uh, for a, a dear a sister in Christ, Tara Schwartz. And I invited Cindy to come, yes, to help with serving, but more so because she's so good at loving. And I saw Cindy going around making new friends and giving them hugs and praying for them, but to do it in a very loving way. Like not the way that you and I do it, Mark, which is kind of awkward. Maybe you more than me, I don't know. Uh, maybe the other way around. But no, Cindy has such a great way of just coming alongside, and she honors people with her time. It's so awesome. You, you make me a better follower of Jesus. It's just so fun to see how you do that, Cindy. Um, or our abilities, to honor in our abilities. That's one thing that I love. The coffee today was provided by Becky. Uh, Becky provided this coffee. It's called uh, what the Roasters Select. And I like the tagline on here. It says, some coffee is just better than others. And uh, I th- there's something about the abilities. Like, there, Becky, thank you for the coffee today. That was so good. But to think about honor and to be able to honor in our abilities, do you guys realize that the first person that was filled with the Holy Spirit, that was empowered by the Holy Spirit, was a tradesman? It wasn't, uh, wasn't a religious leader. It, it wasn't uh, a business leader. Uh, it, was, it was actually a tradesman uh, as they were building the tabernacle. It said that the Holy Spirit came and he fell upon this person. All of the ministry that he did was through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. There's something about our abilities. And as I look around this room, I see a room full of incredible abilities. Like just ridiculous, like this room is just filled with ability. So to allow the Lord to show you how to honor others through your abilities. And then there's also something about learning how to honor the Lord in our finances. And this is one area that's a little bit more kind of... Um, Kind of a family, a family talk as we conclude today. To honor the Lord in our finances. So giving a new day is kind of, it goes up and down. Just like life, life goes up and down. Uh, giving a new day, uh, we uh, will actually be finishing this year uh, with more giving than we did the year before. Thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. But it's also, 
uh, as we, so every church has had this experience. As I've talked to, unfortunately, there's even churches that are closing. We're not anywhere close to closing. That's not, that's not why I bring this up. You're like, oh, that's weird. Uh, there's a blessing, though, as we learn how to give. When you give your tithe to honor God, you strengthen your church and you experience abundant blessings that God desires to give you. Uh, there's something about learning how to honor God in your finances. And the tithe, if you understand it, it's 10%. That's what it means. It's to give 10%. And yes, it's given in the Mosaic law, but it actually, the greatest expression of it happened well before the law was established. If you remember Abraham, uh, there are people that meant they're up to no good, making trouble in the neighborhood for uh, Abraham. And Abraham had this great victory. And because he had this great victory, he had great wealth. And with that great wealth, as he was traveling through, he saw this priest, he saw this holy place. And he, out of the overflow of his heart, gave 10% of all that he had. That was the first expression of what a tithe is. And he gave 10% without looking for something in return, just to be able to thank God for that victory. Amen. So the expression of it, it's, it's not about law, it's really, it's about learning how to honor God, especially in that area of finances. So when you give your tithe, you honor God, you strengthen your church, you experience abundant blessings that God desires to give you. If you want to, look at Malachi. In Malachi, it really dives into, he, has, he just wants to throw open the doors of heaven and fill you with more than you can even imagine as you learn to honor him in that place of finance. I say it because I know that there is the need in this, there's needs in this area. And the needs are, actually, I think they're going to get greater. And so as the needs get greater, we as, as a church family, well, we really want to be generous in this area. We really want to have breakthrough. We want to be able to, to give breakthrough to others. And I was kind of motivated by this because of this tithe envelope that a, a little kiddo had wrote in. Uh, you can't see it. I wish I had a picture of it. Uh, but they wrote in offering and then they put it up on the front. And on it, it said that they were offering uh, $100 million to the Lord. So isn't that, isn't that fun? Thank you, Lord. That's a lot. Yeah. So we're just going to stop every kid before they leave today and we'll just... Well, just ask, and parents will have to talk to you. We've got some, we've got some expectations now. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But isn't that, isn't that the heart of a child? God, I just want to give it all to you. And even the things that I don't have, I just want to give it to you. There's something about that. There's something about that. That was what Jesus was saying to this kiddo. What's Jesus saying to you right now? As we close today, what is Jesus saying to you? He's been, he's been speaking this morning, hasn't he? Am I the only one that he's been speaking to? He's been speaking this morning. What's he saying to you? Because he loves you. More than the words that are coming out of my mouth. More than the songs in this place. Like when we meet together, the desire isn't that I would share too long of a message. Or the desire isn't that our worship would be this or that. Our desire is that you would get in the presence of God that you'd be meeting with God face-to-face -face and heart-to-heart. -heart. Like, that's our center shot. That's our goal. That's our desire. So what is he saying to you? Can we close with that thought? Lord, as we enter into this time of prayer, Jesus, what is it that you want to say to us? We thank you 
for how you, we don't know what love was until you showed us love. And we truly, we don't know what honor is until you showed us what honor is. The way, Jesus, you honored the Father. It said that you didn't do anything outside of the Father's will. The way that the Holy Spirit had honored uh, God the Father, it said that the Holy Spirit won't do anything on his own. He just does what the Heavenly Father tells him to do or tells him to say. There's such honor that's there. We thank you, Lord, for the expression of what we see in Aaron with her relationship uh, with her parents, what, what we see with Natasha in her relationship with learning how to honor herself. Lord, we, we thank you for what we saw with my brother John and, and how, he, how he has such a heart to honor you. Lord, do that work. Show us, Lord. What does that look like in this season of our life? What does it look like to honor you? Each season's different. We Minnesotans, we understand that better than others. We have these four distinct seasons. Right now, we're in a new season spiritually. So what does this look like to learn how to honor you in this season? What does it look like to honor ourselves? Oh, Lord, would you teach us how to honor ourselves, that we would steward this temple of the Holy Spirit really well? And what does it look like to honor others? Oh, Lord, maybe there's been a rascal that's really been robbing from us, robbing our peace, or perhaps they've been saying things that are dishonorable. Maybe we've been saying things that are dishonorable. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Hmm. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We make room for a bumper crop of self-control. Oh, Lord. Forgive us the times that we had said that thing about that person or about that people group or about that business. Oh, Lord, the time that we said that thing about our boss or about that coworker or about that spouse or about that child or that grandchild or that grandparent. Oh, Lord, the, thing that, the time that we said that about ourselves or maybe we keep saying it about ourselves the time that we said that about you. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Would you, uh, in your grace, would you wash us whiter than snow? It says that when we confess our sins to you, you are faithful and just, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Would you come, Lord, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, the things that we have said, or maybe even the thoughts that we've had towards people, Oh, Lord, would you show us the culture of honor, the culture of heaven, and that it would manifest in our lives here on earth. Lord, I ask that everyone in this room or whoever's listening to this online, that this would be, I, may none of us have a culture shock when we actually see what real honor looks like in heaven. That when we step into eternity, we would be like, whoa, like when I stepped out of the plane and I felt the heat and humidity at 1 a.m., in Thailand, oh Lord, when we see the honor in heaven, that we'd be like, oh yeah, that was the honor that I, I was living on earth. Oh, would you do that work in us? Show us, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness. And we thank you for your love and empowerment. May this be a week like never before. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Hey, I uh, quickly want to touch on two things. The first is we're excited about opening up a gallery, uh, a New Day gallery, New Day Family and Friends. So if you like to paint or if there's a picture, Joe just showed me this brilliant picture of the sunrise when he was in Colorado. Uh, if there's a picture, if there's a poem or a short essay that you'd like to write for the month of December and January, we're going to have the hallway be our gallery. And the theme for January, or sorry, December and January, December and January is King of My Heart. King of My Heart. So if you want to write a poem, if you want to do a painting, or if there's a picture that you have that just really captures that King of My Heart thought, then please uh, uh, prepare that present and, and bring that into the church office. We ask that you would do that the Tuesday before uh, that first Sunday of that new month. That you do it to the Tuesday before so we have time to prepare and make sure the gallery is going to look as best as we can make it look. But really excited about that. So that's one thing. Another thing is the kids are working really hard. And we're excited to have their children's production, their children's Christmas production. It's going to be coming up. It's the very first Sunday in December. And we are, initially we we're thinking we would do it in the morning. But we actually, with talking with the kiddos, there's things that they want to do with lighting especially with lighting, and that's really hard to do in the morning, isn't it? Uh, so we're going to move it to 5 o'clock so we can do more with lighting in the production. So we're really excited about that. So if you want to uh, kind of make a special note, it's not going to be in our morning service like it has in the past. It's going to be at 5 o'clock, and the kids are fired up. It's really special. So it'd be fun to pack the house with that. Uh, as, uh, as we talk about December, the Minneapolis, we were going to bless the Minneapolis Police Department they had some challenges with finding a place to host their event. They had decided they're going to perhaps move it to a New Year's event. Uh, so we won't need cookies. If you remember last year, we gave oodles and oodles and cookies uh, uh, and desserts. Uh, we won't need them in the beginning of December. It looks like we'll probably do something in January. So uh, save the desserts and cookies. Or just bring them in. Derek and I would love to help you. We'd be, uh, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be great. No, uh, it's so good. So good. Guys, as I look around, the, can you look around the room one last time? You just take a mental snapshot of the people here. These are people of honor. Each one of you honor really well. And God is going to be growing us in a greater understanding of how to honor this next week. Let's partner with them. Let's do it. He can, he can do it, and we can do it through him. Mark, all things are possible, right? All right, would you see this blessing? May the Lord bless you. Oh, hold on. Hey, ho, he. One more thing. One more thing. So I'm sitting there in my chair, listening to Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to go up there. People like Peggy and Cindy, and there's other people in here that can get up and just give the word that they're, that they're hearing. But as you talk about honor, and I'm, I'm honoring Holy Spirit by saying this, so... I'm coming into my season, so the beginning of December, end of November is my, is my season, I feel. And, so, and it started with December, beginning of December, 1963. Yes. Not so much I was blessed, but the world was blessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> then, then later, then later. You, you blessed me, yeah. So, so later, you know, fast forward through my life, uh, the, the weekend before Thanksgiving, I got my last DWI. Wow. 
The following December, December 10th, I decided no more. I'm done. I'm done drinking. So since since then, I I haven't felt it necessary to have a drink, and that's because of God. I can before before that time, I could stay sober two three days. So I feel like everything over three days is a blessing for me. Um, How many years are you into it now? It's at 35, 1988. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So, and then um, November 28th, 2008, and I'm, 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 I'm seeing this three in the eights, too. So, so 2003, I decided, um, no, 2008, I decided to um, stop smoking. And that was harder than quitting drinking. You know, because my, my consequences were here for my drinking. But yeah. uh, uh, the, the cigarettes, uh, that was a slow burn. <laughs> Pardon the pun. But <laughs> so I just want to say, you know, th- you know, thank God. Thank the people that I've met in recovery. Um, and every time I feel like I've, I've, God has shown me everything he's got to show me, he'll show me something new. Come on. You know, and it just... Just my perception of the God the Father is just changing leaps and bounds. So, um, yep, Amen. So, and I and I want I want you know and the things that He's touched me with. Okay, so so yeah, recovery. I can, I, and and I don't do I don't do this to put the spotlight on me because I hate the spotlight on me. I just want to honor God. Amen. And. So he's, he's blessed me with my sobriety. He's blessed me with emotional sobriety, financial sobriety, um, just so many things I'm able to help others with. So, so amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Randall. All right. Uh, may the... <laughs> Thank you, Randall. That was awesome. What a blessing. Uh, receive this blessing as we close. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that you, the sons and daughters of God, would be all that you're meant to be so that you can do all that you're meant to do, that you do that with his peace, with his favor, his abundance. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Be blessed and be a blessing. Woo-hoo. Pray that you received encouragement and impartation as you heard this word today. Connect with us on Facebook and at newday-church.org. Thanks again for listening to this message.